0: Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today we got Planet of the Apes, Google Glass 2, and Comic-Con. What's good, baby? Let's rock. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. You don't like religion, but you like this Oh yeah You
1: don't want kids, but you want this Oh yeah <laughs> I ain't never had the juice like
0: this Welcome Thanks, to Geek no Nerd Check life. on Black I'm Hollywood Live Man, we're all the way live And I'm with my good people, Cheryl Anderson Welcome to be. the hey, show Hello,
1: how hello, are hello.
0: How are you? Me. I'm good. 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 Good to have you on again. Yes. I love your takes. I love uh, your perspective on what's happening technologically and socially, culturally. So, yeah. How's life been?
1: Life has been very interesting and very busy. Yeah. I'm kind of winding down, I guess, to come back up. I'm not sure yet. We will see.
0: Indeed, indeed. Well, we have a lot of things to cover today. Really, really have a really diverse slate of topics. We're going to deal with some tech stuff, some um, geek and popular culture stuff, and I know that you're going to give some great great takes on that but uh um, yeah let's get right into it are you a uh, a fan or familiar with Elon Musk
1: yes actually i have met him believe it or not
0: you met Elon Musk holy At smokes hold hold, on, hold, on, hold on. up
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay wait wait i don't want to make it seem like i really really met him but okay. he did come i work in a restaurant he did come into the restaurant i think for his sister's birthday wow um and it was like a group of girls and him and he didn't stay very long but he i believe he did pay for it so
0: wow that's pretty cool yeah cool story well um Thank you. As you know, Elon Musk, um, very inventive innovator and very diverse in a lot of spaces, you know, Tesla, SpaceX, mm-hmm. um, Solar SolarCity, um, a futurist, you know, a guy that's really innovative and in developing a lot of stuff technologically and changing, disrupting how right. we kind of engage with things within the culture. He is saying that we need to be really cautious of how we continue to uh, develop and advance artificial intelligence because he theorizes that the AIs that we are now tinkering with today might one day be the destructive force of of humanity Mm -hmm. and so there is a a science fiction theorist futurist theory (laughs) called technological singularity that suggests that when um, artificial intelligence becomes smart enough to begin to create itself Mm -hmm. like it becomes smarter than humans so smart that it can now make itself even better so he's saying that we need to have more regulations right now while it's still in kind of its infancy stage mm-hmm. so my question to you is is that something that scares you is that something that you think we need to be particularly particularly, um, I guess cautious about like what are your takes on that
1: I feel like we have been warned about this through movies for right. years years iRobot always comes to mind when right. something like this there's a uh, ex uh, term Terminator? No, no, no. Terminator is another one. Right. But the, I want to call it Machina, but that's not what it is. But the one with the girl robot, that she changes. We've been knowing, that we we knew this was going to happen. This right. is something that's not too far away.
0: Heck no. Um, and
1: I also think it's actually very interesting that the person who's creating technology is also warning about the technology at the same time. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting at the same time.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the fact that he's such a, a dominant force in technology and he's kind of like giving you know his his warning, like, yeah. hey guys, we need to pay attention to this because you know we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves where it's too late. You know, right. where hey these machines are are now able to manipulate things that we now can't control, and so. Uh, I mean, and do you think that should be regulated by the, by the government, or do you think that should be left up to the, the the developer, the person that's inventing the technology?
1: Ooh, it's so hard, because the government is just not on good terms with the people right now, and the whole regulation of different things is just like, well, how can we trust the government if the government is not looking out for our best interests? So it's just, it's very hard to determine that, but at the same time, you have the developer. Like, who's out for the people, is what right. I'm saying. And so far, there really isn't anyone. Everyone is kind of doing it for themselves, for their own business, profit, for... Mm their own morality, whatever. But it's just, I don't really know if there is an answer for that. Is there anyone really looking out for the interests of of the people? I, I have a, a video for you that might uh might yes. your opinion a little bit. Here we go. This <laughs> is
2: a video of Google's... Can you guys hear me alright? Yes. Yeah. Check, check, check. Uh, this is a video of Google Mind's uh, DeepMind AI teaching itself to walk. Wow. They gave it precautions and they gave it a figure and then set it upon... An obstacle (laughs) course. And this is how, with a human figure, it walks. And this is how, with uh, a different figure... They gave it three different types. One's a little spider. Right. One's like a human type. Yeah. But through failing, it reteaches itself.
0: Wow. It gets better and better over time. It gets better and better. Right. So this one (laughs)
2: learned how to jump across...
0: That's so amazing. basically
2: they don't have to give it any information aside from Figure like it a out. visual.
0: <laughs> right. That's pretty amazing.
2: I like how its arms are just like flailing <laughs> <on. laughs> It's like wait, wait, wait. Oh but man. So like the fear is real if if it can teach itself to if it let's say somebody gave the AI a task of hey, here's the current socio-political climate. Right. Make this happen. Right. And just set it for Five years to get it done. Like you don't know what it could do. Exactly.
1: Know? The real question is when is implantation, implantation, implementation, implementation going to happen for humans? Because I know people are going to like, well, how can I be better, stronger, faster, whatever? When is that next process going to happen? Because if the AI can do this already, right? It's just a matter of time before they start putting implants into humans, and then. Right. You have superhuman. Then you have all the other side of the movies, that Marvel movies that you have that are happening. So
0: Yeah, I, I would say that the first major boon of technology is when the Internet merged with the telephone, right? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we have a whole different you know landscape of how we communicate. And I think the next boon is exactly what you said, when technology merges with the human anatomy. And so that will be interesting because then we'll have to deal not only with artificial intelligence, we'll have to deal with you know beings that are both machine yeah. and human and so i think it's just interesting this whole landscape and just where we're you know pointing ourselves as as a society and i mean like again a proponent such as big as elon saying hey we should be cautious i think we should really really pay attention to we should but uh yeah i want to move on so hey a solar eclipse is about to happen <laughs> on august 21st, 21st. Yes. and i yes. don't know if if I've ever, if I can recall ever witnessing one, maybe as a kid, I don't, I don't remember. I think but the last
1: one was 1979.
0: Okay, then maybe not. I wasn't born yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. But anyway, it's supposed to be 70 miles wide.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's, the thing is that they're they're worried about it knocking out the power grid, huh? So. What can we do about that?
1: I don't know. I think I saw the times for were the Eastern times were from twelve p.m. to four something p.m.
0: Right, it's only be a few hours, right?
1: What do you oh, what do you do? Like, <laughs> what?
0: I mean, I think it speaks to our our dependency on you know electricity and you know just different forms of energy that really aren't safe um we have no safety precautions when something outside of our control like the sun and the Mm -hmm. moon cross paths so i think it's more so us preparing um ourselves for that amount of time where it could essentially knock out the power grid and they're talking about it it could sever over nine thousand megawatts of energy and a lot of the solar energy that that we're able to capture not having the sun for that block of time Mm -hmm. is Mm going to like pretty much um take away energy and power for a lot of homes and businesses so i think it's just interesting that we're able to see this coming and figure out ways to prepare for it but there's really nothing we can do other than rev up the rev up the way we uh i guess build more grids more solar energy solar power plants and all Mm -hmm. that stuff so that when stuff like this does does happen we have more of a storage for it so what do you think about um, i wonder
1: though And it's funny, it's just funny how the world works type of thing. So you have one thing that happens and, you know, people react in a certain way. Right. But no one, to me, it's the same thing as the environmental issues that we have today. Uh, We're basically destroying the earth. I don't want to say that's so drastic. We're breaking down... Different parts of the earth right. uh, that has been happening for years and years to come, but because it's not happening all at once or in a way that's destroying us for a large block of time, right. it's not as important. But for this to come, all of a sudden there's like an out, <clears throat> outcry, like we need help, we need to do something. So you're
0: saying the awareness is not being built when the, when the, there's not a crisis. Yes, that's what you're saying. Yes. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for environmentalists and people that are about having clean energy. Like, they're always, you know, being, you know, vocal about that and trying to ra- raise that awareness. But when it starts to affect, you know, business, the person, yeah. exactly the average person, then it's like, oh, no, everyone runs runs for, for shelter, <laughs> essentially. But I just I just think it's kind of cool, I mean, as, from like a science perspective, that we get to witness this. Yes. And then, it's just interesting, like, for infrastructure conversation, like, how do we harness more solar energy and how do we build the infrastructures so that when, when we do have you know things that that are unknown that come come into play like how do we still how are we still able to you know operate as a civilization and so i, I like these type of stories because it you know it, it asks the question how can we be more innovative how can we be more creative with the the things that we have access to to be able to facilitate you know the needs of everyone right
1: with that being said is there not energy that we can also attain from the moon since that's covering the sun can we not do the same thing the, the solar that we get from the or the yeah the solar that we get from the sun can we not get the same thing we We're,
0: can they have what's called wave energy and obviously the moon is what gives us waves mm-hmm. you know tides and so uh, I, I know in Australia they do this where they're able to harness the the way the, the waves crash into the the shore mm-hmm. as a way to kind of like generate electricity and so that that constant energy and ebb and flow and back and forth of the waves crashing into the shore creates creates an electrical charge that they're able to capture okay. and so if we were able to do that on all of our shores throughout the world we would have we have we would have more than enough energy and so that's a great question a great a great um, I guess is like not only Only can we capture wind energy, solar Mm -hmm. energy, you know, obviously fossil fuels, nuclear, but like let's figure out more creative ways. And and that's one creative way that's not often talked about is the wave energy. So yeah, are are you a big environmentalist? Like are are you someone that you know kind of watches their consumption and are like i know some people don't like to go to starbucks because of the one usage of cups and straws Ew, and stuff like that but... yeah
1: i'm not that extreme okay i don't want to say that's extreme either but i'm not that <laughs> person um i do try to recycle i do try to you know watch my water and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff i wouldn't say that i know everything but you know i try right to my own extent <laughs> right, it may right. not be enough right, pro- right. it probably is not enough but, but... At, le-
0: at least you're aware yeah. and at least at least at least that there's some information that you have that you actually implement in your daily lifestyle, right? Yeah, obviously, there's always room for improvement. Right. But, but hey, I think that's good that um, we are we are you know conversing about you know figuring out ways to have more sustainable energy so that you know the world can benefit from that, not just a, a few greedy a few greedy people <laughs> or a few greedy companies. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you were hip to the probe um, into Google. With the alleged gender pay gap mm. did you ever did you catch that I think that story dropped maybe like a month or so ago okay. where you know yep. there, the government was probing to see if 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 number one Google was hiring um, enough women and people of color and also then if they were paying women the same amount mm-hmm. that they were paying men and there's always been in you know, conversation about you know equal pay and how you know a, a woman who's doing the same job as a man does not get paid the same amount yeah. and so when we when we cross that conversation over into you know silicon valley and technology it's like so wait a minute this new company like why do we kind of have these old practices like mm-hmm. why is it you know dominated mostly most of these companies are dominated by you know men you know and 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 why 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 do we continue continually have to have this conversation about diversification so they they did this probe to see exactly what was happening in the ranks of Google um, and twenty one thousand google employees <laughs> and the probe ran into a snack, and they weren 't able to get the information so do you think Google is hiding something? do you think they 're trying to figure out a way to kind of like Prevent the information under, from going under out. The rug, yeah. yeah.
1: I actually am number one surprised because Google seems like such an innovative tech company and I just I've looked for jobs on Google and stuff and they just have like such an environment for you to work there and this great work uh work home balanced life. It's just it just seems ideal. Right. Um and when I was reading the article it's actually <laughs> so surprised they just really don't want this to happen like at <laughs> no, all they, don't. they wanted to shut it down they're saying that it costs too much money to do this right um they're it'll uh open up their security for all their other employees and people will be able to gain all this access through right. stuff and it just thought like well why don't you just tell them the information that they want and then we can be over it exactly will be done with but obviously there is a it's reason something. why exactly
0: and i and i think you know what like again what's happening you know from a micro perspective, looking just at Google as one, a snapshot of Google as one company, and you pull out and look at at it macroly, at what's happening the whole Silicon Valley and technology industry as a Mm -hmm. whole, like, again, like, women and and minorities are marginalized, especially in those top executive, you know, decision-making positions. So it's like, how do we have more conversation and build more awareness about this? So that's what I want you to kind of, like, give me your opinion on. I just
2: think it's really interesting that when it comes to Things of the law, people are always screaming innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> but when it comes to anything related to a company that provides most of the technology for half the world, right? Let's go ahead and condemn them before anything comes out. Hey, mm. that's a good point too. Mm. That's a great point too. I, c- I mean, because as, as a third person, I can tell you've been you've been reading about this, but you're reading only what you're
1: what they want you to know. Because,
2: like, honestly, do you really expect a a, a, a s- a company that's as big as Google and is technologically advanced, do you really think the government can create a probe that won't break down? Like, come on. Like, right. The government can't even get anything. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, like, oh, the probe broke down? Yeah, that kind of makes sense.
0: Right. Maybe um,
2: if they had that running AI. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: It would, be, it would already be done. I mean, when you look at a company like Uber and what's happened with them within the last year, you know, Within the last six months, the lo- losing down, yeah. you know the, their CEO Travis Kalanick and all the all the salacious things we've heard about you know it being a boys' club and, and how a lot of women have kind of. Been treated unfairly and disrespectfully, a lot of sexual harassment yeah. and all sorts of stuff, and like that stuff doesn't come to surface. I mean, we don't we don't really have an awareness of what's happening until those type of things come to surface. So, like a probe like this, I think is good because we want to be able to prevent and mitigate, you know, that type of unfair treatment that's happening within those ranks. And so, having kind of like a outside body or source come in and kind of like, hey, what's going on here? Like, kind of let's do a report. So, be more transparent. Like, I mean, I, think,
2: I, I get that, but at the same time, Uber is not. Creating the technology of the future. like hmm. So having the government put in a probe and have access to all of this information, whether it's about the employees or whether it's about the projects they're working on, uh, is a massive breach of what they have to keep secret as Mm -hmm. their proprietary information. So, like, if I say, okay, the government's doing a probe in Uber, great, they'll learn about freaking cars and, like, picking people up.
0: But we're not talking about doing a probe about their intellectual property. We're talking about doing a probe about the Yeah, exactly, human resources, the the statistics between men and women who work there.
2: It's all tied in together, though, because if you really look at where their employees are working, Mm -hmm. what are they getting paid to do? What are these people working on? It basically gives the it gives the government an index from which to poach talent for government projects Mm.
0: yeah but that but mm. the probe the probe from my understanding doesn't have to deal with the nuts and bolts of what people do more so hey hey i'm a i work for google my job title is this i make this hi my name is cheryl my job title is this i work at google i make this but i'm saying job
2: titles like what is your job title i'm working
1: on project deep dive yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I see that because that can open up a whole different can of worms, where, like you said, the poaching can happen because the government is always looking for someone to help their to help their cause, so to speak. So mm-hmm. to find the best hacker, to find the best uh, computers, whatever, just to f- to find the best of the best. Right. So if they're looking through the, all these files and they're saying like, okay, so this person makes this and they do this, hmm. We're going to put that, you know, to the side, to the side, so to the side, so that they can... And I feel like that's what Google was saying, like...
2: Plus, the security is not
1: the same level. You look at
2: look at Google, and you know that they have really high security, right? Let's say we go back to World War II, and a government agency decides, hey, let's index the Manhattan Project. So now we have names of all the scientists working mm. on it. We have their addresses. We have all of that. And then what if their security is not of the same level, and they get hacked, and then you basically are... Transitive property, getting all the employee information. So, well, so would su- what would you to- you
0: suggest as as the the strategy to be able to to give the public this type of information? Because I mean, there's this been outrage for a number of years now, not more than a decade, as to the diversification of Silicon Valley. So, how do we hold these companies accountable if we don't have things of this nature?
2: I'm not sure it, the information should be public. I'm I think that public crucifixion based on things like this like need to be handled through actual legal means i don't think they should be handled through like hey public here they're the worst company in the world like and i don't you know i'm more likely factor. i'm more likely to trust google in this situation than the government
0: <laughs> no, i agree with you on that one for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so sad <laughs> that is sad
0: <laughs> that is absolutely correct but though. it
1: also should the it's almost like opening i want to say pandora's box if we really knew everything that was happening mm-hmm. could we really deal with it and handle all that stuff well
0: i don't Again, I don't think we want to know everything that's happening. We just want to know that it's this fairness in the in the in the workplace. That's all we want to know. Is there fairness? Is there equality in the workplace? Is there is there a balance? That's that's what this probe is about. It's not about anything else other than hey, you say that you're about diversification. You say you're about helping the world. Well, like prove it statistically. How many how, you have twenty thousand plus employees that work there? How many of them are women? Mm-hmm. How many of them have top executive positions? How many of them make the same amount that men make? Those to me, those are simple answers. Simple questions with, with simple answers. Give me give me a direct answer to that. I don't need to know about what you ha, what you what you're developing, what your R and D department looks like. I don't need to know any of that. I just need to know that hey, we have 50 percent men that work here, we have 50 percent women that work, here, or whatever the statistic is, and that would be that would be comparable for for my standards because for I, your standards for now. my my personal standards, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, you got to think about kids that are in high school that are being groomed or that have dreams and visions of wanting to be a developer or work or work for a company like Google. They want to know that it's that it's possible. And so how do you know it's possible unless you can see that, okay, this company is ab- absolutely a diverse company and is inclusive of all.
1: So you just want representation for all?
0: 100%. And I think that's what the argument is. But I get it. I get it, though. Um, I get your point for yeah, sure, I mean, Steven. my
2: point is that Google is one of the largest hirees of people... Out of college, getting these degrees and actually right. developing new talent in this space, so like even if this comes out and nothing's wrong, it only it it only serves to damn them through the process. Because hmm. even you going into this conversation, let's say it comes out and they are very diverse, they are equality and all that. You've already created a a social negative stigma towards them mm. with all of these articles building up towards.
0: It. I don't. I, I have to disagree with that statement because if you look at corporations historically like if we don't have the foot the, the people's foot to the fire there will be no accountability and the, uh, these companies yeah, are changing the world and we are a part of the world and so we have to we have to know that this company is working in our best interest or or they could say yeah we are and it's not really like that if there's no pressure applied and that you could deal with any type of movement in this country from civil rights to everything if there's no pressure applied you will never get the information you get the masquerade you get the false information you get whatever the, they're promoting so I like the fact that there's a probe be, I like the fact that it's public and i i I think that companies should be have a a degree of social responsibility and be transparent and show the people what they're what they say they're really about that and i mean we keep going in circles with it but (laughs) that's my that's my position and especially you know and moving on to this next story especially now too to to your point Stephen, we're like in this hacking landscape right we're in a hacking environment Mm -hmm. where people's information is not protected you know there's like a company every other week that gets hacked and, you know, people lose their information. And so IBM um, wants to create, you know, a product that will help encrypt the whole entire world. And so they are saying that they have this new breakthrough Technology um, with their security system that will allow every business, from banks to retailers to travel booking companies, to encrypt their customer data on a massive scale. And so, I guess with the whole encryption process, it turns the information into gibberish, so that if someone, if someone came to retrieve that information or hack that information, they don't know what it is because it's all, you know, mangled and tangled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, they're they're coming up with a new software or new technology that will help do that. Way more seamlessly, and so do you think that that is something that um, will be easily adopted? Do you think that IBM is the company to do it? Um, Yeah, that's kind of what I want to see from your perspective. I mean, so
1: it's not that they have created a new encryption program; it's just they're making it faster for it to happen on a bigger scale. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, that's what they have. They have new. They have a new hardware that will that will go into computers, and they also have new software that they're developing. That will help scramble the information on on your computer.
1: I wonder if it's more. So this is more to me sounding for big business, big businesses. It's not for mm-hmm. something that's local or someone who's starting off. Or, because I think I read that it costs like five hundred thousand. Oh yeah, it's pricey. It to, oh, it's pricey to just get started. Right, right, right. Without all the other packages, right, so right, right. to speak. Um, that's such a taboo thing uh, when you have because it sounds like a little bit like a monopoly. You have this one company who has all this power to create to do something hmm. um and so it's like okay so what are you going to do with this how do we ensure security f- you know that this information that you're getting is not right. going to get out you know from your company right. it's just it's it's so many levels of it who it goes back to like who knows who's who's protecting who type right. of thing so yes they do it i understand I, I i like the idea of being protected Um, I've had my credit card taken away like a gazillion times. Holy smokes. And had to, you know, get a new card and everything like that. But it's just, I really wonder how effective it will be.
0: I mean, I think the more we the more we hear about these stories, and I think it's, it's highly saturated now. I mean, like I said, it's almost every other week we hear about some type of hack somewhere in the world, and especially what's going on, you know, internationally with Russia and you know <laughs> North Korea and even China to that to that extent. Like we, I mean, we're we're in we're in kind of like a a a internet computer type of style cyber warfare, you know. And so to be able to have you know something to mitigate that. On, on, you know, a, a, like you said, a large scale, even to a smaller smaller scale, I think it's effective. And I think a lot of these companies already have some form of protection. They already have some form of encryption. But the fact that IBM is saying, hey, we, we've developed this further and we want to develop this further to make sure that it's more seamless mm-hmm. and to make it much more harder, much more difficult for hackers, you know, to, to, to get your information. So I believe that whatever you create, someone's going to come through and, you know, figure out a way to, to trump that. Yeah. So... I, mean, I, also, I feel it's going to be an ebb and flow of that forever.
1: I also wonder um, because I have I was reading this article and I read through the comments and someone said please do not sell this to Trump because he will <laughs> give it to, to the Russians. But it makes me wonder like I wonder if these companies also have side deals. You know, hey. you know the government. Uh, I don't want to say it, but you know they create the the good and the bad, so to right. speak. So you know we have a war and you know we're, we're, uh, they will create the fear for the for the Americans, so to speak. And right. they're also create you know the ammunition for the other side so I sometimes wonder like with these tech companies they say you know we're gonna protect you at this at the uh, same time do they have side deals saying like you know we're just gonna send a little bit out to create the fear for people hey, to buy it I
0: wouldn't put it past them it's I just, wouldn't put it past them I mean I know that's a super like conspiracy there is. is but but I mean hey like that 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 is not beyond you know the realms of possibility like I mean I'm sure that that has happened before and I'm sure <laughs> that it will happen again <laughs>
1: You just got to be careful. I just, I don't want to say you you even have to be careful. You just have to understand that whatever you're putting out there, it's just gonna be out there. There is, I don't even think there really is a protection to protect you. So you either want it to get out or you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Were you? I want to shift gears. Were you ever a fan of Google Glass?
1: I know about it. I knew someone who had it. Really? Yeah, I I did. Okay, okay. Um, I just it didn't seem to blow up or anything. Right, right. So.
0: Well, yeah, the, they have uh, developed um, Google Glass too, uh-huh. And so a lot of the problems from the first iteration of Google Glass was that it was very, uh, it kind of disrupted people's privacy because you would have these glasses on that had a camera and you couldn't tell if someone was recording you or not. And so yep. there was tons of, of examples of people that you know even got into fights. There was like one brawl in San Francisco where I think, um, a woman was being recorded, and I think she was not happy, and they got into a fight about it. Another example was wow. someone brought the Google Glass into a m- movie theater and was <laughs> was recording the movie. <laughs> so all Classic. these all these examples of, of and also of course they didn't really look too <clears throat> fashionable and yeah. cool. So all all these stories were kind of happening, and you know just a, a whirlwind of bad press. And so the the company th- decided to kind of can Google Glass, but they brought it back, and it's not open for consumers now is only open for, for for it's B2B it's for businesses for only for enterprise usages only but what do you think about you know it being used in the, in a business sense for people that are developers or people that are you know trying to figure out you know different ways for their app or their software to be mm-hmm. able to use the Google glass and be able to enhance what they're creating you think you think that Google is making a good move to kind of like give it more life
1: I like it actually I am a visual learner so the idea of being able to see or to have it come down and you're, you know, applying that way and then you can have your hands free to do other stuff. Like, I I, I understand that I can work in that way and it makes you more effective and faster than... Heck yeah. That's why.
0: So they, they, they've developed it out. Um, the, the second iteration is way better, obviously, than the first. It's much faster. has a longer battery. Um, they bumped up the, the camera from five megapixels to eight me- megapixels. Mm-hmm. And now, for good, thank goodness, they put like a red light. So like when you are actually recording, right. like it's a red light. So it signals to the person or the thing that you're, you're recording that now. you're on camera. <laughs> I think that was a huge slip up from before. And also they've made it modular so that you can actually attach it to like prescription glasses, sunglasses mm-hmm. or whatever. So. I think that's kind of fresh, and the price point on it though—it's fifteen hundred bucks, which I believe the first one was around there. Do you think that's a hefty price for a business? I don't. Huh? I when
1: I saw that, I said, "Hmm." Well, when I first, you know, it was for businesses, but then I thought, like, I probably would have invested in something right, like right, right, that.
0: Right, right so so not for a business is this something that you would invest as a consumer
1: i would think about it
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna lie you ain't wearing that i
1: I don't know like i just you know i think for me like with whole um with for producing stuff like that i would love to see that kind of on the screen and just kind of like okay instead of holding all these notes and papers and stuff like that it would be very interesting to see how that would work in that that climate
0: well I mean hey we're, we're, we are definitely in the landscape of wearables when we talk about Fitbits and you know Apple watches and all that stuff and now even now moving into phones that are able to provide like a holographic image a, a 3d image you know kind of what we saw in Star Wars mm-hmm. um and so I, I think having something that like that you know I, I think I think that we'll continue to have more developments in that in this area might be something that you know, comes like you talked about earlier that that mixes with your biology that's something that's implanted in your skin that is able to project something or whatever but Ah. I mean I I think having the glass I mean I think the next uh, pathway is to be able to have the contact right yeah so now you're able to see all these things in your contacts or. Or whatever, see, and
1: then it just gets too weird after that. Why? You know, it's just—I feel like it just detaches you from the real world, and, uh, and, and that was my next comment. You know, as a consumer, if I were to consume the glasses, it's just like I just don't want to be separated from reality. I right, don't want right. to be so engaged in like what's happening on my screen that I forget to see the person next to me, type of thing. Got
0: gotcha. you. So, do you think that? I mean, we kind of already. In that in that era yes. with our smartphones, yes. I mean, because you see people oh, there's tons of like funny videos of yes. people walking around and they fall and crash with they're so <laughs> immersed in their smartphone. Or like you go to dinner and everyone's yes. on their smartphone. Yes, I mean we kind of it's already terrible. reached that, right? All right, well, moving on. Um, streaming. Are you a Netflix Netflix subscriber? Yes. yes. Okay, we said that with <laughs> like enthusiasm, like, oh, let's go. Yes. Well, anyway, they have cleared more than 100 million subscribers. Kudos to Netflix, they are killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they added more than 5 million new subscribers in the second quarter of this year, and they beat what they forecasted for both domestic and international customers. Mm. Interesting fact, half, of, more than half of Netflix subscribers are internationally based, and then the, okay. obviously the other half are domestic. But they are killing it with you know obviously you know
1: the great original programming the original
0: programming, their acquisitions, like the technology, everything like and they're they're really killing um, the linear linear watching television yeah. watching that we are, were all accustomed to as we as we were growing up to now this time shifting non non-lin, linear programming and I think uh, I mean Netflix was the first to really do it, but obviously you have Hulu, you have mm-hmm. Amazon. You have HBO, little
1: little ones as well, YouTube, yeah,
0: exactly. So, do you think that Netflix will continue to scale and grow in size, or do you think they'll 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 reach a point where they kind of like flatten off?
1: I it is amazing to see Netflix go from you the mail in DVDs to like this conglomerate that it has become. Right. Um, I think there is I don't want to say no. I'll say it. I don't think there's no stopping Netflix. I think they have the innovative technology and the creativity to to make to make new stuff to Hmm. make to make a new world so to speak Um, they just I I believe in them I believe in their philosophy and I just think that they are on the right path to a different type of TV watching
0: and think about I mean you're absolutely right and think about like you said the original Content, and original programming—they got ninety-one nominations this year for Ooh. the Emmys. Stranger only second, things. only second to HBO, which got I think like hundred yeah. and eleven. Yeah. So they're well ahead of Hulu, which only got eighteen, and Amazon only got sixteen. But man, ninety-one nominations—that that says a lot. Uh, you're Eight. almost about to topple HBO, that's been in the game for twice as long you know
1: i think it actually but see i i think a little healthy competition helps people grow so hbo was kind of doing okay before but now they're kind of coming back up again right um i think because of the the competition that is out there and it it just helps every other network grow. they're just trying to figure out how can we do better how can we do better if you don't have that competition you'll always kind of be stagnant because you have nothing else to go up against so excellent point i think it's great
0: so, let me run this to you, or run this by you. So, obviously, we have, you know, three, th- three, three different types of people. People that are have, that have cable subscriptions, mm-hmm. people that are, have cut the cord, and people that have never had cable subscription. Co- cord never. So, cord cutters, cord nevers, and still the corded. Mm. So, do you think that you will cut the cord?
1: I, I, well, I've already cut well, the
0: cord. <laughs> I haven't
1: had a cord in like 15. No. I'm uh,
0: just <laughs> wait, so you don't have you don't have cable at all? I don't all. have
1: cable. Okay. Um, I only have online stuff. I do it through um, I uh, like my, my my Chrome my Chromecast, or I'll, I'll do the Roku or whatever. People have Apple TV, Amazon, whatever. Wow. Um, but I, yeah, I there's a certain part <laughs> of me that misses regular programming and how uh it's done. I do sometimes miss that, but for the most part, I haven't had, at least for five years, I have not had cable. <laughs> That's awesome. And, it's, and you've it done is just hard. fine. Yes. I mean, you, said it, you said it's, it's been hard? It's hard when it comes to certain network stuff, especially when it comes to football right, and right, sports right. and stuff like that. It's a little bit harder to kind of figure that out, but... I am perfectly happy because I can find the I can still find the shows. But like I said, there's a sometimes finding out about new stuff, the commercials and things like that. I I do slightly miss that. I
0: mean, but what about YouTube? You can just go to YouTube for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I haven't explored YouTube. I I, have, I haven't explored it, so I don't really know. Gotcha. So wait,
0: what, what are your what are your your main acquisitions for for streaming?
1: I use Netflix, Hulu, um, and some other stuff. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm going to encrypt my computer. This <laughs> 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 hacker over here. <laughs> well, anyway, before we go, go on to our next story, I want to um, bring you this, which is brought to, brought to you by our friends at DICE. And DICE is a leading tech career hub. Um, they're the champion for technology professionals and they're the citizen of, of the tech community. Um Over seventy thousand tech jobs on dice and it 's wow. the best place to be seen and heard and if you 're an advocate, it's it 's really an advocate for technology professionals as they navigate their mm-hmm. careers and it helps to arm them with tools to to achieve their their potential um yeah. and so yeah, I mean you have to ask yourself are you are you getting paid like what you 're really worth and you got to discover you know what, so you, you go to dice and you discover what your skills are, mm-hmm. and you go to the mobile app. And what it does, it pretty much gives you these salary estimates based on your specific skill set and location. And then it can shed light on what skills you need to further enhance and develop to help, you know, expand and increase your earning potential. And so... I think Dice is an amazing company. Um, it, it's been connecting tech pros with job opportunities for over 20 years. Um, they, they deliver tools and resources you need to manage your career. Mm-hmm. Like I said, over 70,000 tech jobs, ranging from software development to UX project management, um, the whole range. Tremendous amounts of insights from around the job market and skills that are hot, and they actually give you information about which kind of like jobs are and skills are cooling off. Like, right. so great information to help you navigate your career. They give you salary reports and tools to help you fully understand how you stack up and how you compete with other people in the same same industry. Um, But yeah, Dice is the advocate for helping to navigate your career. And whether that means you finding your next job or getting your next pay raise Mm -hmm. or informing your next career move, Dice is the place to be. So I want you all to go learn more at dice.com slash can you hack it? Once again, that's (laughs) dice.com forward slash can you hack it? Hack your career with dice.
1: For all markets. Right? That sounds great.
0: Yeah, dice is dice is the business. Um, so have you gotten the chance to see a few movies this summer?
1: Uh depends on the movies that we're talking about. Spider-Man? I have not seen okay. it.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Planet and of I heard the Apes. It's really good. Oh, I heard I mean I've seen it, it's great. Really? It's awesome, yeah, yeah.
1: I heard it's the best one.
0: Yeah, it is. Without really? question. Without question. Planet of the Apes? Nope. Okay? Well, Planet of, the, Planet of the Apes 20th Century Fox's um, IP actually toppled Spider-Man in its weekend debut. Um, I believe the movie cost about 150 million to make and the first weekend, um, it, it brought in 54 million dollars. Which is pretty incredible. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty geeked to see this movie. Have you seen the first yes. first two? I mean, mm-hmm. of the new iteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, are you a fan of the Apes?
1: I will watch it. I won't say I'm a fan, but I'll watch it. I just, you know, that's just something.
0: Something. you like some things. You don't like some things
1: I like the the story of it, but I can't say that I'm you know 100 following it on all my social media sites. Like I'm, it's not that hardcore.
0: Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, did you hear any of the, the commentary with Whoopi Goldberg or surrounding the movie?
1: Okay, we won't, we
0: won't get into that. What, what? Then. We won't that get into was, that. We'll, that was... we'll talk about that offline. Oh, wait,
1: wait, wait. But the, the, uh, the yeah. guy was her... Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so he was, she was uh, referring back that it was from the original right. and it was nothing racial. And right. yeah, I did see that. And she's right.
0: She was, right. <laughs> <laughs> was actually. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's, it's funny how we <laughs> jump to conclusions without actually reaching back to all the Historically, facts. Historically,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important, you know, when, when, you, when we give Critique or criticism of things that we actually, you know, look at the history and we do our due diligence and mm-hmm. research and not be so reactionary and emotional about kind of our kind of, kind of about what we're seeing. So I think, I mean, I, I get the parallels and, and some of these things have been done in in film where we feel like we've been kind of like. Um, trivialized and manipulated and so I, I get there, that it, there could be a hypersensitivity to it but we still have to be rooted in, in knowledge and information before we go out publicly with with you know making making statements like hey don't go see this movie because they're mocking Black Lives Matter movement or whatever so
1: I think it's funny because it's kind of about like what the movie is about, your different perspectives right. of things. So it kind of all ties in together, which is probably a re- another reason why you should probably go see the movie. That's right. Is to see the whole understanding of that. Of That's human perspective right. and what people think, opinions. It's the same thing.
0: That's absolutely correct. Good point. So, hey, a um, couple days, Comic-Con Ugh. will be upon us. And no, isn't it? Is it not well, now? Well, it's, I mean, start starts today. Okay, but I mean, like the main yeah. stuff happens, you know, on the weekend. But have you been?
1: I have not been. I tried to put an alert to get t- tickets. I did not get it. I'm so sad. Ah,
0: I'm so sad. Okay. Well, you definitely have to go. I've been a few times. Um, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially if you're in the space of, of popular culture and movies and television and just comics. Like, it's really fun. Like, it's just yeah. it's just a crazy experience. And I mean, everyone goes. Like you know, did all... you dress up? No, no, I didn't dress up. Oh. I was there working. Oh, okay. So, i I don't think that if I w- was not working, <laughs> <laughs> that I would be the guy that dressed up. <laughs> but hey, to each his own. Like I love the people that that take it serious and are hardcore, and mm-hmm. they have some really outrageous costuming, and it looks like it looks like it's from <laughs> a replica page and yeah. exactly. <laughs> And I, I think that part is really amazing, just to see like the fanfare and how far people will go to kind of like be out. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousand people that converge on you know in downtown San Diego, and essentially I think I
1: heard like 130,000. They and ex- they're expecting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's up there, it's up there. But it's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be there this year. So I kind of want to do like a, a thumbs up, thumbs down with you mm. to see kind of what see. things that you Get would ready. be interested in. So first off, there's no big Star Wars panel this year, which no. is kind of surprising, because The Last Jedi is about to drop, mm-hmm. and also the the Han Solo movie. But, uh, Blade Runner, are you a fan?
1: I am. I'm interested to see how they do this, how they recreate it. I am very interested to see that.
0: Okay. Harrison Ford fan? Yeah. Okay. Justice League?
1: <sighs> okay, so when we start getting into the whole, like, comics... Oh no! I know, I know. DCs and the Marvels and the competition between them. I would go see it, but I am not a diehard.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yes. Did you you see Wonder Woman? I did, which Uh I thought was amazing, and I just wanted to say that how it's still number six. um, Thank you. And it's seven weeks. Thank you. Let's go. uh, That's amazing. Absolutely. uh, That was. I love that movie.
0: Batman versus Superman. Oh! Why would you bring that Uh, up? Hey, I'm just checking your temperature. (laughs) Mm. I'm just seeing where you at. Okay, Um, the Lego, the Lego Movie.
1: The Lego Movie.
0: Uh, Come on, you be first in line. (laughs) Half and half. (laughs) You know, take my nieces. I agree with that. Atomic Blonde.
1: Uh, actually, I am a fan.
0: I think it's gonna be fresh.
1: Yeah, and I had and the work that she's done. Oh my gosh, like. That's so hardcore! I want
0: to see it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: She's so hardcore.
0: So, 20th Century Fox, um, and so a lot. I don't know if you know, but a lot of the big, big movie releases and television releases are done in what they call. It's done in the Hall H. It's mm-hmm. like the big reveal um, convention hall. Okay. And so a lot of them are panels. A lot of them are big events. Sometimes they have people come out and perform. It's all. It's just a big hoopla to kind of yes. bring hype to. To the to you the make movie. Making me excited now. Exactly. Like I want to be there. Okay. So, 20th Century Fox. Um is dropping Kingsman. Are are you a fan of that? Yes. Okay. And Deadpool Two.
1: I would like to see that. Deadpool one was
0: was awesome. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And um Marvel is going to be doing obviously Black Panther. I know you're geek for that. Ooh. Let's go. Let's go. I just, <laughs> what I was, about I what so about ready. the new Thor?
1: Uh Thor. I didn't I didn't see the first one okay and you know what my little cousin or he's not little anymore my cousin would have a fit at this whole conversation like he is the biggest (laughs) comic book DC Marvel whatever he puts on shirts to watch it like he's just I know
0: but hey. I heard it was good. Okay. All love. Let's move into some of, some of the TV reveals. There's obviously, Star Trek Discovery, which is coming on CBS All Access. They're mm-hmm. going to be doing some stuff at Comic-Con. Are you, are you excited about that?
1: I wonder how they're going to do this one. Uh, each Star Trek is different. Each cast is different. So Let's go. I want to okay. see this, this other new generation right. happens. I want to see how they do that.
0: I mean, were you a fan of, of Star Trek coming up as a kid?
1: Only certain versions, not all of it.
0: Okay. Next generation, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it makes it makes sense for you know for for the for the age that you're in, so yeah. I get it. Um, were you ever a fan of The Big Bang Theory?
1: No, okay, and I heard it's amazing too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. What are they doing?
0: Well, I mean, they, I mean, they're just trying to have some synergy with uh, the Star Trek, and so that's uh, CBS mm. property, and so there might be some type of weird thing that they do. To, they're
1: probably super geeked. Exactly.
0: Oh. And so, uh, ABC. You have uh, Marvel's Inhumans coming to screen. You have Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox is dropping another Marvel project called The Gifted, which I actually helped to work on. I want to um, see
1: that. I read uh, the story behind that. I would like to see that. It reminds me of a uh, X Men ish.
0: It's very cool. It's super cool. It's, it's exactly it's exactly that. Um, you have Ghosted also, in the Orville from Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, family Guy and obviously The Simpsons doing their thing and then FX you have The Strain are you familiar Are you familiar with The Strain? Mm. A little sci-fi situation I need to write uh, these down I know this, I mean these are some some decent properties uh, CW you have The Black Lightning they're doing so some stuff so that
1: one I want to see only really? because I'm trying to get my Mentor, hopefully, or oh, no. kill.
0: Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> but
1: I just really would like to see how they, because uh, they're moving now from um, a different from her other show, Mary Jane, uh, to this her right. the production company with her and her husband. So I would kind of like to see how they do this one.
0: Awesome! That's super cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of other stuff. Like it's not just the majors that come to play at Comic Con. You have some minors too. You have some more smaller stuff that's happening. And I mean, overall, I think like we're in a, a landscape of. Of incredible content like it's the, the, the renaissance of television industry I mean Netflix is about to drop Stranger Things which mm. I know you're geeked about mm. and they're about to do I some crazy wait. stuff at Comic Con for that I um, just want to also
1: hear about Westworld like it's what, what are we doing right right 2018 let's go
0: Netflix is also about to do the Defenders which is another Marvel mm. property as well I mean did you watch all of the mm-hmm. the Marvel iterations on Netflix yeah okay um, yeah I would say, it's man, an exciting
1: like, time for television. Yeah, Game of and, Thrones. Oh!
0: It just dropped last a few oh f- last Sunday, <laughs> and then like you said, Westworld for for HBO as well, um, Preacher for AMC, and obviously The Walking Dead is always always has a big presence at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, Orphan Black on BBC, um, Mr. Robot USA. I think that's a great show as well. Just everyone's there. Like it's just a huge. Fanfare. I mean, anything anything that you could be possibly interested in will be there at Comic Con, and it'll be some type of reveal, some type of big celebration for us. So and it ties I back wish you could in go
1: into. I do too, but it ties back into the whole technology thing of the uh, AI stuff, and you know, implementing and encrypting, and it's just every like we're we're we've been warned about it, and it still continues on. So right. when, I, when we go back to Elon Musk, it's just like. Maybe we should take heed a little bit Because we've been talking about it And it's just only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger And it's it's an epidemic almost An
0: epidemic, <laughs> I, I hear you, I hear you I mean, I, I feel like sometimes it's it's hard to be aware of what's happening in the time and place that you're in because as humans we have some degree of imperceptibility. It's hard to see. Like we see things kind of in slow motion. We, we think that things are changing. We think that things aren't changing, but they really are changing. Mm-hmm. And if, if we are, we're not aware and cautious, like it might be, it might come to a tipping point where it's too late to be able to do things. So, but I think in terms of television, movies, content, like man, we are we are in the best time yes. to. For storytelling and for, you know, people to be creative. So I think it's it's awesome to be able to witness this and experience it and have fun with it. And it's great. So before we get out of here, kinda tell me about catch me up on some projects that you're working on and what you what you've been doing since the last time you were here.
1: Um, this like I said, this is my little break time. I had helped produce a couple of shows, uh like a five minute, ten minute uh variety type show, and I actually produced my own thirty minute uh, history show. Let's Um, go. It was very, the whole thing was a great big learning experience and That's awesome. I have learned a lot. So that is something that I'm trying to keep, keep doing, keep creating, uh, keep writing, and producing and producing right. and things like that. So That's we'll awesome. see. How, well, That's that off will to bring you. Me. Thank you very much. Good
0: stuff. And where can um, the folks find you and find the things that you're working on?
1: Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I want to give that out yet. Um, well, you can always find me on my social media pages, <laughs> uh, Little Missy at Twitter as well as on Instagram, L um, I L M I Z C on Instagram. But uh, there's stuff on YouTube under me. There's stuff under I think LACC TV. There's stuff under there. So awesome I have to find it.
0: Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you (laughs) coming on the show today. As always, it's a pleasure. I love your takes, and uh, I wish you much success in your endeavors. Thank you very much. Your future future plans and plots. But, uh, yeah, that wraps it up for us today. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And we will see you guys next week. Geek Nerd Tech, baby. at King XO Bay. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Hello, are you?
0: Bye, the views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.